everybody. Welcome to this week five Fantasy Friday edition of the NFL Roadshow. Last week without buys, so everybody's available unless, of course, they're hurt. And there are some big names that will be out this week that we know of as I sit here recording this. Friday injury reports are not out yet, so there will be other names that you need to pay attention to. But as of right now, David Montgomery for the Bears, it looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks. That obviously makes Damian Williams the pickup of the week. I hope you snagged him off the waiver wires because he went fast, added in 60 plus percent of leagues just this week. If he is still available in yours, he's worth a look. The 16th ranked running back of the week in Michael Fabiano's weekly column on Sports Illustrated with a great matchup against the Raiders who have allowed at least one touchdown to a running back in every game so far this year. Also out this week, actually not for injury reasons, is Calvin Ridley of the Falcons. He's out for personal reasons. He's not making the trip to London with the team. They announced that on Thursday. Russell Gage is also out with an ankle injury. So that leaves Atlanta with just two wide receivers that were targeted at all last week. Olamide Zacchaeus, who has six catches on the year so far, and Tajay Sharp, who has four. Um, I'm not running out to add either of those guys. It feels way too similar to the Titans situation last week who also played the Jets, by the way. Main beneficiary of the extra targets in that game was Tennessee's pass-catching back, Jeremy McNichols. Clearly, that could be the case in this game as well for the Falcons, with a pass-catching back as good as Cordero Patterson. So he's uh, an obvious fire-him-up guy this week. Could see an uptick in targets for Kyle Pitts as well, who we've been waiting to bust out. But, and there's a but... I'd be worried about the Jets giving him the same defensive treatment that we're seeing teams give TJ Hawkinson, who has been double teamed right and left because none of the other pass catchers in Detroit scare anybody. In fact, in the one league where I have Kyle Pitts, I actually replaced him in my lineup this week, sat him on the bench for the very first time this season. It's just not working. I figure it will work at some point. A lot of people will say this is the week that it's got to, right? Because he's got to see the volume. I'm concerned about the defensive attention that he will likely draw. So I replaced him in my lineup for a guy that we're going to talk about in this episode that has a great matchup in Mike Gesicki. And I did that move before I found out about Calvin Ridley, but I don't think I'm going to swap him back. And maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out. We're going to find out early on Sunday, you guys, that Falcons-Jets game is bright and early in London. Actually, it's not bright and early in London. It's at 2.30 London time, but that's 9.30 a.m. East Coast time. And it means that for those of us that live out west, we got to get up at 6.30 in the morning if we want to watch that game. And of course we do. Following that, we've got eight games in the early window. We have four in the afternoon. Obviously, the primetime games on Sunday and Monday. And I've got Michael Fabiano here to help us set our fantasy lineups. We've got our favorite matchup plays. And we have our favorite low-end plays for week five. You're not going to hear us talk about Derrick Henry, who does have a good matchup against the Jags. You're obviously already playing guys like him. So we're focused here, as we do every Wednesday, on our SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio show, Fantasy Dirt, from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, We're focusing on the borderline guys that you might not play if not for the good matchup. And we've got a few at every position for you, so let's go ahead and get started. It's time now to break the huddle with Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Hello, right, let's go! Two on, two on, two. Ready? Ready? We're going to talk about matchup 
plays now, our favorite of the week for week five, guys whose fantasy value is higher than it even normally would be because it is a very good matchup against the team that they're playing. And we'll start with the quarterbacks, Michael Fabiano, who you like? Oh, I like Kirk Cousins. You like that, Rhodes? Because the matchup is very good against the Lions. I get it. He had a stinker last week. He will bounce back last year, two games, 55.1 combined fantasy points for Kirk Cousins. Cordero Patterson at the running back position uh, is someone that you also want to keep in your lineup. Do you believe, Lindsay, that he's the RB3? It's absurd. I love it. I love it. I think, uh, you know, he's he's a league winner for a lot of different people. I want to go back to quarterback, though, for a second, mm-hmm. because I just want to, and I don't want to, you know, I know that it's been a rough week for you. I don't want to make you sadder, but um, oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel yeah. Jones is QB6 on yep. the year so far. Um, coming off a really good game against New Orleans, 26 points. He has Dallas this week. They just gave up 31 to Darnold. Um, and, and by the way, his performance last week was without Sterling Shepard or Slayton. And that emergence of Tony either. makes yeah. things yeah. interesting, I mm-hmm. think, there for New York. So if you kind of jumped off the Daniel Jones train after that 16-point performance in week three, know that he is back and it's a good matchup this week. Yeah, very good matchup. And the the Cowboys defense has been playing uh, extremely well based on what folks thought that defense was going to look like. We even released Jalen Smith uh, yesterday, which was breaking news. Looks like the Packers are going to get him, according to Ian Rappaport uh, and Adam Schefter. But Danny Dimes is the guy that I thought he was going to be last season, uh, now in 2021, I guess better late than never. You know who does not have a good matchup that I think some people might think is a good matchup is Matt Ryan against the Jets. I think you look at this and you're like, oh, the Jets are awful. The Jets, from a fantasy standpoint, have not been giving up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks that they've been facing, um, I mean, they haven't been all that great. But then you could suggest that Matt Ryan hasn't been either outside of last week's game against Washington. So in week one against Darnold. Uh, He only had 19 points against them. Um, Mac Jones had seven in week two. I get that Mac Jones is maybe a little bit different than Matt Ryan at this point. Bridgewater had 11 in week three, and then Tannehill had 18 last week. Here's the thing with that. It it, it isn't a good matchup. The reason why the Jets are so quote-unquote good against quarterbacks is because teams are running the ball all over them. And remember, the Broncos got out to a big lead. The Jets were never in that game. So Bridgewater didn't need to throw the ball. They basically were just handing the ball off to Gordon. They were handing the ball off to Javante Williams, doing a lot of short stuff. They weren't doing much. Mac Jones is not a good fantasy quarterback, right? But this could be a Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson game. Back to your point about Cordero Patterson. Yep. Correct. So Who else do you like at the running back position? Patterson is... uh, the biggest surprise in fantasy football, maybe this side of Sam Darnold. No, no one okay. drafted him, right? When, when we were talking about Atlanta's backfield, we were all trying to figure out who is the guy we could get late behind Mike Davis in case he faltered or got hurt. And we were like talking about, you know, Quadri Allison and even, you know, Tavion Hawkins. I mean, it, it was, it was a, a, a mishmash of what late round flyer can we take a shot on in Atlanta's backfield behind Davis? And no one really talked about Cordero Patterson, but he's been very, very good. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, the matchup is it's really a good, good matchup. Miami's yeah. awful against running backs. They've given up the third most points. 
Uh, and Fournette played 63 snaps and had a 44% touch share last week. Just keep keep the tabs on uh, Gio Bernard's status. But um, he is uh, he, he is someone that um, should be in the RB2 flex One of the conversation. most targeted running backs in the league with 15 targets so far. That surprised mm-hmm. me. I went and looked at target rankings for running backs and and he's right up there with uh the yeah. highest in the league so yeah i agree as long as geo's out uh, he's going to get a lot of touches i think he had 80 percent of the um of the share last week for the bucks so i agree that this is a good Jones matchup is, uh, in the doghouse as yep. it were what about chuba hubbard okay i think that this is an interesting matchup situation if christian mccaffrey is out i think some people will jump off of the hubbard train because he didn't have a great first start just nine fantasy points but he got scripted out of that one really early because yes. carolina yes. was down to dallas three he touchdowns in bad. the third he didn't look that bad at all right yeah. and that's not going to happen against the eagles at least i don't think so philadelphia is way worse against the run they're allowing 150 yards per game on the ground and then they used Rodney Smith as the pass catching back that does lower Hubbard's floor I think in in this particular game situation but again if you're not passing to get back in the game I don't know how much that um that that's something that we need to concern about plus they sent Rodney Smith right back to the practice squad they could pull him back up again what about wide receivers uh Hollywood Brown's got a really good matchup uh, on that's on Monday night uh against the Indianapolis Colts He's had three really good games, and the fourth game that was a stinker could have been his best game if he hadn't left his hands in Baltimore and dropped three touchdowns. But I, I would keep him in your lineup this week against uh, Indianapolis. And Kenny Galladay, I have in here, really good matchup. The Cowboys defense has given up 17-plus fantasy points to three receivers lined out wide, not to mention the second-most points to the positions overall. Now, Galladay's value depends greatly on whether or not Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton come back, but they have not returned to practice. So that's good news for his value. And then Marvin Jones Jr., right? And LaVisca Chenault, you could put him in this category as well. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee's defense has given up the second most points to wide receivers, including the sixth most points to receivers lined out wide, and the most points to slot receivers. So that covers and, the gamut and, there. And, and, and DJ Chark, Chark of out. Yeah, that helps both of them tremendously. You're right. Yes. Especially yes. Chenault, I guess, because, you know, uh, Marvin Jones was already getting the volume, though yep. you assume there will be a little bit of a bump. But I, I assume that there will be a bigger role for LaVisca Chenault. You mm-hmm. know who I like, kind of, <laughs> because they don't like the offense. But from a matchup standpoint, you could look at a Devontae Parker or a Jalen Waddle and say that this is going oh, to be I do too, a Rhodes. bigger week for them because of too. the matchup. Going up against Tampa Bay, they are allowing the most passing yards um, per game in the league, 327. And they're all banged up. And obviously that has to do with the fact that you don't want to run on them, and so they're making teams throw on them. Um, But Devontae Parker saw nine targets last week. With Fuller on IR, um, he should see the ball a lot this week. And then Jalen Waddell, if if you're talking about like something like daily, if you want to go down, he's a lot less expensive at 4,800. Devontae Parker's right. 54. They're both affordable, but Jalen is more so. Um, he's tricky because the targets are a little bit more all over the place. He had four last week, which was weird, 13 the week before. So he's less of a sure thing, but um, it's possible, I think, that with him that the upside might even be greater. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I but, like but two guys that you could target. Too, so. No doubt. Yep. And then tight end. We talked about Gasicki a little bit. Yep. Um, every tight end that has started against Tampa Bay has posted double digits. That's an insane yep. stat. Yeah. Yep. The Buccaneers 
uh, do not have much going on in that defensive backfield. A lot of injuries, as you mentioned. Uh, and then Dalton Schultz. Hey, I, listen, he's one of the hottest tight ends in fantasy football. And he had a 36% target share last week, which is bananas on a team that's got Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. And he's a tight end. And the Giants have given up four touchdowns and the fifth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends in what should be a very interesting NFC East battle. I think the Giants are going to give the Cowboys uh, a run for their money this week. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid, and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. It is time now for our low-end plays for week five. These are guys that you might not otherwise think of plugging into your lineup, but should this week potentially, if you are looking for a streamer or maybe in daily fantasy, you're looking for somebody who is less expensive than the other guys so that you can plug in some of those high price guys and make the roster work. Fabs is going to go first with his quarterback who you can get on DraftKings for $5,600. Yeah, Jameis Winston, and I get it. He's tough to trust. Uh, after the five-touchdown game against the Packers in week one, he hasn't been great. But Washington has been terrible. Uh, terrible. I'll tell you this, against quarterbacks. They've allowed Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, and Matt Ryan to all score at least 29 points against them this season. Woo! They've given up 12 touchdowns and an average of almost 28 points per game to quarterbacks. So uh, I would start Jameis in DFS and certainly in a 2QB league. I agree with you. I like that play. And I've got one that I don't like as much, but is less expensive. So if you need somebody at this type of a price point, I'm going to say Jacoby Brissett at $5,200 because he is facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are they going to win that game? No, but they're, that's actually one of the arguments for starting him, right? They're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw. And Tampa Bay is last in the NFL and passing yards per game allowed with 327 um, he has thrown 40 plus times twice. They're going to be down. They're going to have to throw. I think the volume will be there. His high score prior to this was week three against Las Vegas. He's put up a 20 point performance. I think you could see something upwards of that this week against Tampa Bay. And at that price, that's a really good value. What about the running backs? Yeah, th this is not a low end play per se, because he is now the starting running back in Chicago, but uh, Damian Williams, uh, a guy who went from being owned in about 10% of leagues to uh, a much higher number, let's put it that way, overnight. Uh, you've got the Raiders coming up this week. Uh, this is a very positive matchup. Uh, they've been gashed by Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, even Tyson Williams, uh, all scored 16-plus fantasy points against them. Williams will be a featured back in this offense. He knows the offense. Uh, he is a guy that if he's out there, uh, as Lindsay mentioned earlier, uh, find another league, but uh, definitely <laughs> start him, no doubt. Yeah, he's priced at $5,600 on DraftKings this week, up from 4200 last week. So they've kind of uh, bumped up the price based on the perceived volume that we expect from him. Another guy that I'm going to throw out there, very low end, Jeremy McNichols at $5,000 on DraftKings. This is one to keep your eye on as the week goes on. If AJ and Julio are both out again for the Titans, he's likely to see a lot of targets he did last week when they were both out he had 12 targets last week eight catches 16 points they have the jaguars this week um henry 
obviously the lead back in that offense fabs number one running back of the week he's priced at nine thousand dollars if you just want a piece of that offense i think that jeremy mcnichols is a guy that might return some value at a very low price what about your wide receivers uh, uh emmanuel sanders has been very good he's in the flex conversation this week uh in a game that has a over under as i mentioned earlier 56 and a half on si sportsbook Uh, The Chiefs have given up the fourth most fantasy points to receivers lined out wide, and Sanders is averaging about six and a half targets a game. And then even cheaper is Hunter Renfro against the Bears, who struggle against slot men. How about Darnell Mooney at $4,700? After that big game last week, you don't want to chase the points, obviously, and there were a lot of them against the Lions, 21. He was 5 of 7, 125 yards, didn't score a touchdown, so all of those points came without a touchdown. Um, He's been dealing with a groin issue for a few weeks, so that might pop up there if you're a little afraid to play him because of that, but that's been something he's been dealing with for a few weeks. Um, I just like the chemistry with Justin Fields. And I think that that might be one, if you're looking to plug in somebody at a low price point, that might be one where you could say, okay, let's, let's see if this is, becomes a weekly thing. Um, the downside obviously in that offense is that they're not throwing a lot. I'm going to throw out a tight end here at a low price point. How about Hunter Henry at $3,700? The tight ends have had a lot of success against the Texans who the Patriots are facing this week. Dalton Knox scored two touchdowns against them last week. The Browns three of their top five receivers the week that they played them were tight ends. So I realize he's splitting time with Jonu Smith and that that's lowering his fantasy, um, his fantasy value in general. But this week at $3,700, if you want to go down and get a cheap tight end, I think that's a viable option. Like it. All right, that's going to do it for this show back Monday to see if we were right about any of this. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Rhodes. I'm also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And a special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. And we're back on Monday. Enjoy the games, you guys. Serious XM Podcasts.